here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.4 FM in Durban. Let's chat boxing for a little while here on Sport Tracks and SAFM. I'm John Kerrigan. Let's chat to a legend in the sport. Rodney Berman joins us, top boxing promoter, founder of Golden Gloves. Rodney, thanks very much for joining us. How are you? Liquor, man, liquor. I think the last time we spoke, you were in the studio and we've got pictures of us holding fists up to each other. Uh, can't do that for a little while, can we? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. We're <laughs> uh, going through difficult times. There's an article I found on Golden Gloves. I love this opening paragraph. It says, Rodney Berman isn't an imposing man in the physical sense, but sitting ringside at the Empress Palace in South Africa, one of his recent cards, he has that big man aura about him. How long have you been in boxing, Rodney? John, probably before you were born. Yeah. Uh, 1977. It's something uh, like okay. 43 years. Are you still enjoying it? Uh, I am. The challenges, uh, particularly in boxing, because the Rand dollar is so mm. such an important aspect of it. So it 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 gets frustrating. But yeah, obviously I love it. I've been in it for so long. It's my life. Why is the Rand dollar important? Surely we can just send guys overseas and they can make a fortune. Well, it's not as easy as that. Um, you've got to be. <laughs> you've got to be of a standard. You can't <laughs> just go. It's like our, our golfers. You take it any else. What did you draw an analogy? Mm. So there, there are a few guys, but at the moment, unfortunately, because of travel restrictions, and every country sort of has the same problem that they, they're closing borders. So for a while, it's going to be a real problem. What is the state of boxing then? What do you see the future being? You know, unfortunately, I mean, I'd like to be optimistic, but uh, let me give you a timeline to explain it. Mm. Uh, there was a ministerial decree or order recently, I think, that boxing, boxers can resume training from the 1st of August. And that would obviously be under strict conditions. But training per se is one aspect of preparing for a fight. Uh, Sparring is the main aspect. So whilst the boxers can uh, commence training, they are not allowed to spar. No physical contact. And I think a, a, a reasonable time limit for sparring before a fight is five to six weeks for most fighters. So I, I can't see at, at best that boxing would even commence before mid-October if we're lucky. And then it's also going to be, there, there's a lot of, some of it's my personal opinion, but there's going to be a lot of restrictions. One of the main problems with boxing, I'll talk particularly for me, mm. um, boxing promoters rely quite heavily on live gate. So it means we're going to go into a professional event without the benefit to well, a loss of great revenue mm. at gate. And uh, another major problem which I'm foreseeing, I don't know what the correct terminology would be, but I'm calling it eco-isolation. I think the soccer players are going to have to do that. And I think what is going to be required is that fighters um, have got to go into isolation for a period before the fight. Now, the, the cost to a promoter of putting fighters in isolation 
paying for accommodations, etc., it's going to be prohibitive. So, unfortunately, there's a lot of problems surrounding the, the commencement of boxing. And it's, it's not just the fighters, it's the trainer and the ring and the cornermen and all of those. Well, I would imagine if, if you are demanding it of, as you say, the, of the fighters, their trainers, what about the officials that are on duty yes. that night? Right. And the, the, the more the pity is that we have such fantastic boxing lined up in fact, we have on the drawing board, and notwithstanding that we would be deprived of a live audience, mm. we have provisionally made a weekend of boxing, uh, two nights back to back. Um, I, I don't want to go with the, through the fights we have, but they are standing fights. So we would do it. It's, I don't know how often it's been done in South Africa. Two, two major tournaments back to back. And we wanted to do on the Sunday afternoon a development tournament for all these poor young kids mm. that of course have been deprived of the livelihood. But again, the bigger problem there, as with the other tournaments, if there's going to be uh, attendance restrictions, that, that including all the participants and the officials, I don't know how many people would be allowed in a, in a venue. Mm. And that would also determine the number of fights you can put on on a tournament. So it's fraught with uh, with problems. Yeah, it's because the television. It's, it's not like the TV rights people are paying you millions and millions of rands or or pounds like the football clubs in England are. So they kind of well, okay, we're missing out on fans. We're missing some money. That's where the dollars come in for you guys. Um, yeah, well, in fairness, I mean, even in South Africa, television is our backbone and the casino is our backbone. But we rely, as I say, the gate is mm. for the cream. You know, if you put it in perspective, uh, I hate to talk figures, but the two tournaments I'm talking about back to back will probably set us back two to three million rand on, on those two nights. That's the caliber of the fight. So. You can imagine uh, the the loss at that gate. EFC have got their EFC Island. Is it time for South African boxing organisation somehow to say, guys, all right, we will f- you know, we'll get together as all the promoters and we'll make a plan to do something. You know what the problem is? It's private enterprise, and everybody's in business for themselves. But again, uh, South Africa has one essential difference to any other country. We are governed by an act of parliament. Uh-huh. And funny enough, I think that boxing uh, martial arts falls under the, crim- the criminal law. So, uh, But nevertheless, we are. That is why uh, it's a government organization, boxing uh-huh. in South Africa. So okay. we can't compare to the rest of the world. Uh, and you mentioned these, these fights that have to happen. Are those, those that have to happen at some point, don't they? Yes, I mean, the sooner, I mean, you know, again, just going back, look at these poor fighters. They've been deprived of a livelihood. A lot of them are professional fighters. Mm-hmm. That's their, their sole means of livelihood. So they are virtually being out of action to be for nearly six to eight to nine months. Yes, these fights have got to take place. Mm-hmm. All, all I can promise is that as soon as the doors open, <laughs> that... Uh, the tournaments that we have uh, in the pipeline are outstanding wow. for television audience. Okay, now I can't let you go without asking your view on the Mike Tyson fight. He's coming up against, what's it, Roy Jones Jr. The man's 54 years old. What's your yeah, view on that, Tyson? Yeah, you know, 
let, let me tell you, Tyson, I don't want to go into a young Tyson or whatever, but it becomes a circus. And uh, I don't think that in South Africa, there are age restrictions. I don't think he'd be given a license to box. Wow. I don't think any... Uh, I'm totally against it. Let me put it like that. And candidly, I was approached. I think they want to do a road tour, yes. country tour. Well, this was before COVID. Um, and to be in the nature of a circus, candidly. Um, so they approached us if we'd be interested in South Africa and having one of the legs. But, uh, you know, again, although I'm totally against it, it, it is Mike Tyson, and I think Mike Tyson's a magnet. Wherever he mm. goes, he's going to draw crowd, and it's going to be a money spinner for somebody. It's this League of Legends or something. It's going to be a bunch of old guys boxing. Uh, I mean, there will be interesting names there, which is which is good to see. But do you really want to see them? Yeah, do you want to see Mike Tyson, who you remember in the TV programs and fighting? Do you really no, want to see him now fight again? Yeah? No, no, I, I'm with you totally. I'd be totally against it. And you know, you take an Evander Holyfield, yeah. who I used to travel around the world to watch him. I mean, he's one of my heroes, but. Mm. To, to watch a man of 50, 55 now, uh, what is the actual purpose of it? It's, uh, it's not like on the professional golfing scene. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the seniors to, and even then, if you take an analogy of that, when you play on the seniors to, uh, I'm not a golfer, but apparently when you tee off, you tee off uh, further from the where, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, drawing again an analogy, there should be some kind of allowance for boxes of fifty five. I think it's a, I think it's a terrible health hazard. Yeah. That's the thing as well. I mean, you, your body loses strength, and I'm sure you you could tell me more than I can that the older you get, the the more difficult it is to recover, isn't it? So, well, you know, you got to put that all together as well. There is another inherent danger in boxing, regrettably, but it, it's a fact, and you can't shy away from it. Boxers take punishment, mm. and uh, some some fighters are clever enough, lucky enough to retire early before at the end of their career because that's when you start taking punishment. So a guy like Evander Holyfield, I'm sticking my neck out. Even a Tyson. Mm. I watched Mike Tyson his last fight against Lennox Lewis and he was taking a terrible beating. It wasn't the same Tyson. So I don't know, at that age, can you afford to take uh, again, bodily damage? Uh, head, 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 head hits. I, 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 I I can't see it being allowed. It would be a great pity if it is. Mm. Right, Rudy, good catching up with you and good luck to you. And hopefully we'll get everything underway soon. And when training starts on the 1st of August, lots of skipping ropes, I imagine. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that looks like. Thanks a lot for having me. It was lovely talking to you. Cheers, cheers. Rodney Berman, South African boxing promoter, founder of Golden Gloves Promotions. Hopefully for boxing fans, they'll be able to see it. I was just having a look at um, Rodney Berman's Twitter account. He's not very busy on the Twitter account, but he's posted a picture of Piri Kutsia. Remember Pierre Kutsia? Piri Kutsia was on there. Blood and Guts Warrior of SA Heavyweights. And there's a picture of him sort of now compared to when he was in his heyday at the Wembley Arena, sponsored by the Daily Mirror. Uh, you can go find that on Rodney Berman's Twitter page. It's Golden Gloves SA is the place to go on Twitter.